Welcome to Drink the Coffee, Do the Work, the weekly podcast that highlights focus-driven creatives and entrepreneurs in your community. Our first episode's guest is Leah Mackey. She is the Director of Operations of Hacienda Saria in Kitchener. On this episode, she describes her unique approach to managing her team, some of the events they run at Hacienda, and how to effectively use a vision board without drinking the Kool-Aid. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Let's get into it. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Musa, along with... Lindsay Coulter. Hello. Hello. And we're joined by... Leah Mackey. Uh, wedding goddess. Director of Operations at Hacienda Seria. <laughs> oh, Thank that. you. I was curious too. <laughs> I thought I, that I'll you give out. you. That's a way more professional name than wedding goddess, especially because you guys do a hell of a lot more than just weddings at Hacienda. A lot of people think I plan the weddings, but I don't plan the weddings. I leave that to the experts. Right. At Hacienda, they do all the the details and make it happen. You're the boss at Hacienda, right? Would we call you that? Can I call you? I can call you that. Maybe you don't call yourself that. Yeah, I don't call myself that. But yeah, <laughs> one of the funny thing is, as I was saying, you are the boss. I almost qualified it with you're the boss lady, mm. which is a funny. I'm gonna get too deep really quick here yeah, by great. accident almost. Um, I don't know if you hear this all the time because you are a female leader mm-hmm. uh, but you get like girl boss or boss lady or whatever and you're like I could just also be like a just leader form it. <laughs> like yeah. just boss yeah. Yeah. Um, we're really happy to have you here regardless of your gender but also <laughs> we would like to talk to you about what that's like before we dive into it could you tell us like how you got to where you are um, where you are at in your career right now because I know you made this mm-hmm. sort of jump into this role uh, was it last year the year before uh yeah, last year. Last year. So, so it's been in a year and a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so you made the jump into this role of director. That's mm-hmm. that's a pretty huge role. Um, so how did that happen? Where were you before that? Where did you start your career? So I had a corporate job before. It sounds kind of cliche, but it was true. A lot of people are like, oh, I worked in the corporate world and I wanted to change. But um, so I did. I worked for a large corporation and as a creative, it was kind of challenging to say the least because you want to be able to do things and do things today or yesterday and not wait for approval of a year or a month or whatever it is and then you're on to your next project so it got a little bit mundane and and old uh, it was in uh, the marketing side um, so a client of mine actually knew uh, the owners of Hacienda, so Ron, um, and it was a mutual acquaintance. So he said, his daughter's opening up this event business. I know you have a marketing background. Would you be interested in meeting with her and seeing what um, what she need help with? Right. So at that point, I had no idea what the business was. At that point, it wasn't a business yet. But I said, I'll meet and have coffee. And that's usually how all great things start is with coffee <laughs> and see if I was a good fit for what she was looking for. For or vice versa if there's things that um, I could assist with or even just temporarily help her out with something but I thought I would meet and just kind of see what the project was all about um, so of course as I'm sure when you walk into the Hacienda for the first time you're blown away you don't really know that this place existed or it's just so beautiful and over the top and unreal that you're I was like I'm in it's <laughs> shocking for everyone yeah. I think every single person that has ever walked in those doors there it's it's a breathtaking space and it's so strange when you drive up union amongst all of the industrial 
stuff yeah. going on. You're just like this, this little slice of, I hope everybody that's listening has a chance to go visit, walk around the grounds, like just see, or even get to go to an event there. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's honestly, it's shocking me. And I, I'm there all the time mm-hmm. and it's, it's beautiful. So I can imagine your first time going was yeah. like. And then I sat down with Nadine and uh, she explained what her vision was. At that point, it was very in the early stages. So I was one of the first employees that were, uh, was hired. Uh, what so year is this? This is like 2000. Eight years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So this was a leap yeah. of faith. Yeah. So the business uh, technically opened January 2011. Okay. okay. Um, so she seemed like a very trusting woman and I was like, all right, let's do this. And it all kind of came together after that. Uh, eight years later, uh, there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears that went into it yeah. to make it so what it is like today. But one? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The OG. Yeah. The did you start out in a marketing role or did you do the everything role basically as an employee one? like? Well, as a new company, it's the everything role. It's the... Like chimney sweep to building shelves to <laughs> making you like have a fireplace. But did you actually sweep the chimney? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, well, I guess technically, probably in a, during an event yeah. when <laughs> things go a little crazy, that when you have to do it, you probably would. Uh, so I can't say it didn't happen, but and everything in between. So it wasn't really, and we kind of laughed that my job description of the first few years was more of a jack of all trades because you have to just get things done to get it done. And there's really no choice in its survival, but you're passionate about it. You're excited about it. So it doesn't seem like a task. It's more exciting and kind of a crazy adventure. I don't think that there's anyone that works there that would ever say, oh, that's not my job. Like, is that a thing that you work on? Like, do you tell people like everything is your job, actually? (laughs) We do. And that's the company culture is that anything that you need to get done there, you don't. And that's such a like strange saying oh it's not my job yeah you're like everything like, is your job is. if you yeah. walk past a piece of garbage pick it up it's your job right. if you need to uh water a plant or help a client out mm-hmm. or help a photographer out with something then yeah. of course yeah. how I'm do not a photographer but that, i can help you <laughs> how do you foster that sense of like um autonomy yeah that people feel yeah that people feel empowered even if they are making you know minimum wage and maybe they work part-time and they're not in the building all the time that they feel like they're an owner of their section or their Their role yeah like that they that they could move through the ranks even if they show that guy what what do you do how do you inspire them to do that I think it's just hiring the right people. Yeah. And I think a lot of those traits are something that you you have. It's not so much that you acquire. Right. It's that you have drive, you have this passion. And maybe if it's not for one thing, it could be for something completely other. Like something else, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, when I was at my corporate job, it's not that I didn't have passion for it. I would say that I didn't. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to find something that you are willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. And it doesn't seem like a chore. Speaking of core values, this is a bit of a tangent. We'll come back to that. Okay. Lindsay and I don't really believe that. Um, well, I'm speaking for you, obviously, but Thanks, we've talked Tim. offline. I can't wait to hear what you're about to say. <laughs> we don't. Uh, we don't believe it. Yeah. Keep going. We don't believe in. <laughs> we don't believe in uh, vision boarding. Should we explain? Yeah. Why yes. We explain don't? why. Yeah, some backstory. Don't okay, first. I wouldn't. Other than check out Tim's like, Instagram. Yes. <laughs> for insight. Where Tim very aggressively said, 
F your vision board. I stand by it. Yeah. I would say it almost comes down to why we came up with this podcast. So maybe it's a really good first starting kind of discussion point that we should have on this episode because uh, Tim and I work together very frequently um, on our own roles. Like we both Mm. have two different companies, but we often work together in the studio and are talking about business and whatnot. And uh, I was shopping with a girlfriend we were uh, out of town and one of my girlfriends bought a very expensive pair of shoes, like mm. very lovely, beautiful pair of shoes. And this girl contacted me and said, oh my gosh, those shoes are on my vision board. And I had this moment like, what? <laughs> These shoes are on your vision board. I didn't say this to this woman. They're, they're like, on my cool, feet. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, and I do believe that we have to look back at times when um, the things that we currently have or the things that we're currently doing are things that we wished, prayed, and hoped for, right? So I do feel like gratitude is an extremely important thing that we need to foster and work on every single day. And I think that we should still have goals and dreams and visions. But to say this bag or shoes or a thing is on your vision board is like kind of a, I thought it was odd. I just thought, like, I wanted to say to her, what are you doing? to get them just get it what's the action what's your plan yeah what are you doing and that's also it's a pair of shoes a pair of shoes right you're like i mean they were they're expensive so i don't want to come from a place of like everybody should just be able to drop a grand on it's not about that it's about the idea that you put something so material on so strange like put a trip to costa rica maybe you know what a trip to costa rica might be on it as well right who's to say what's we're getting people's value systems yeah we don't want to get too judgy but so what kind of came out of this is like just drink the coffee and do the work like just get down to it like it's not that hard. And I say that coming from a place of like, there's been a lot of hard work put in for her to be able to acquire such an expensive thing. However, I don't believe that we should put so much weight on our vision boards. I think it can be an important tool and, a, and maybe a, a thing that helps people out, but it only helps out driven people. And it shouldn't mm-hmm. serve as a reminder of the things you don't have because yeah. you're not doing the work. You should like check things off that. Yes, it, it should be like a... To accomplish list, yes. almost yes. right. Yes. Yeah. So but, sorry, but you Back do believe in this, right? Okay. So how do you how do you use it? Because you're a very driven person, and your team is very driven and goal oriented. Like I've heard some of your your goals that you guys have had of like book more winter um, events mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. Like you have very actionable goals, so it's not like you guys are just vision boarding and hoping for the best. <laughs> so like, how do no. you make these things happen? It's true, and I think a lot of the background work is. It's the work, but the vi- a vision board is more of a fun thing to do as a team. So as we get bigger, as we get busier, we don't really have that much time to stop and smell the roses or to have the small talker to be able to hang out. So for us, vision boards are a little bit different. It's just a fun way for us to sit down, socialize, have a glass of wine, cut some things out of a magazine. We have different categories. That seems kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Now you're we'll saying invite. it. So <laughs> next time, it's and I usually are be in October b- when we do it. I'm inviting you to. Yay! To our, oh my gosh, Tim and I are going to come vision board. I'm so stoked. <laughs> Turn you into believers. and uh, But it's more just a fun thing to do, but also to see the interests or goals or things that are important to your coworkers that you spend so much time with on a daily basis, probably more than your friends and your family. Right. Okay. Um, and you can have fun with it. You don't have to have be so serious. And a lot of the things that come out of it, they're random magazines that everyone brings in. Sure. So it's kind of what you're drawn to or what you're excited about. It could be something with like food, like making right. sure you're cooking more at home. It doesn't have to be a pair of shoes or right. 
like big materialistic things. It could be like the simple things in life, like meditation or breathing more or okay, so just relaxing and being more of yeah. a human. <laughs> and just, it's kind of a reminder of like the small things on a daily basis that you're like, all right, I need to stop and just be a little bit more patient or aware and a little bit more human. Okay. I'm that, into that. That's on that, that side of the spectrum of yeah. vision boarding. I think I can get on board yeah. with. So. I could get on board with that. The next time you come into the studio, <laughs> the walls are going to be covered with magazine <laughs> yeah. clippings. I think that maybe the thing that's missing from a lot of, of those conversations around vision board is the action, right? It's like, like you said, cooking more at home or meditation. Or mm. Those are actionable mm-hmm. things that you can f- for sure do and you can definitely accomplish, right? Um, the other thing that I think is important is is maybe reassessing it every once in a while like mm-hmm. you you guys do it once a year mm-hmm. right your values are different for sure because the things that I had on my what I would call a vision board when I was 15 would be very different from what I would want now and I don't want to just keep aiming towards going and buying like that Louis Vuitton speedy bag that I now think is not <laughs> a thing <laughs> that, that I, you know what I mean like yeah. I don't need a Dooney and Burke duffel anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> the no. things that seemed important to you at the time maybe change over the years and for sure and it's probably interesting to look back on and see how you've evolved and how you've changed and your goals then change as well with that for sure and I think you can't take it too seriously but having an annual one it's more just about getting together relaxing and seeing what other people put on theirs okay and it's it's it can be it's really funny it's funny it would to be see fun what to see pick. what other people yeah. put on theirs <laughs> i want to see everybody's vision boards now do you know what is on yours like can you recall from memory well, we the do um category like, so there's yeah. <laughs> so shoes, it was so me, shoes. It mainly was mainly all shoes but there's like a professional so career there's financial there's okay. health wellness family uh, yeah, yeah family friends like social faith and faith doesn't have to be like going to church it could be just like meditation mm-hmm. or whatever you like spirituality mm-hmm. for what you do to be a sane human yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah, that could just be reading. Yeah, <laughs> could be napping. Yeah, no, but notice that you just a timeout. Leah, what is on you know, your what vision board? What is oh. on your um, vision board? <laughs> I should have brought it, um, oh, but I have travel, so travel is really okay. important to me to awesome. stay sane, but also to be inspired and to be able to be creative, mm-hmm. and just to relax and unplug and to just explore. Yeah. So a large portion is travel, saving, so making sure that you're not spending recklessly but you're putting it away even for so you can travel yes. or buy your shoes <laughs> and uh just the small things in life like I want to go to I have a yoga membership that I should probably be using more so now that we brought up the vision board I'll go tonight remember <laughs> um but it's just small things that are good reminders to keep in the back of your mind that okay. and I don't think with your vision board you need to be looking at it every day some people do it is sitting um behind my desk so maybe it should be in front so I'm looking at it more. Right. You're making me come around here. I'm like, a, I'm upset. So I'm, I'm 100%. Upset at, I'm upset at myself. No, I do I do still stand by the end of our conversation, which is yes. you do just have to do the work. And you guys very much believe in that. So sure. how many people are on your leadership team? Um, there like. are 12. 12. Okay. And until recently... All women, right? Yes, all women. Until very recently. Yeah. And I, Poor I was, yeah, I was speaking to Nadine. <laughs> he loves it. And uh, I was like, Nadine, it's so cool. You guys have an all-female leadership team. And she said, except for Andreas. So, Sir Andreas, for the purpose of this podcast, you don't exist right now. So, <laughs> what is it like um, 
leading an all-female leadership team, my immediate thought is, you guys get shit done. Mm -hmm. Like, all of the women that I know, if there's a a thing to do on their to-do list, it's done yesterday, right? Like, I think women really get stuff done. So has that been your experience? Or what has been your experience so far? Well, it's not that we don't hire men. It's just (laughs) that it it just happened to be that way. And I think maybe it's the industry. I have no idea. But um, we have just acquired and attracted really fantastic female leaders in our organization. Um, We're all very, very different. So I also think that's important, too, to make sure that you're hiring and working with people that aren't so similar to yourself. So you can have different opinions and different opinions are great. You don't always have to agree. It's okay to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. But for us, we always make sure that it's not a personal opinion. It's what is best for the business, what is best for the group, what is best for the client. Uh, Because everyone has their own personal opinion. But when it comes down to a business is what is best for the company Um, but having such a great group of women it's been fantastic and people might think that yeah you could be catty or too stereotyping no but but for sure there's there are absolute stereotypes that come along with like when people speak about you know the old school way of thinking about oh my wife or the women in their life or whatever there's those crazy stereotypes Mm -hmm. that come along with it Mm -hmm. I think if we take a step back from what the 90s sitcoms taught us and we yeah. look at what actual reality is reality is that women are very um in my experience able to have an open discourse like you said able to explain themselves very usually communication is is a an easy sort of strong suit that mm-hmm. if you disagree maybe you can have a more open dialogue with less hurt feelings there's no like sensitivity it's like no this is just how i feel but also cool if you disagree with that this is a business, right? Like yeah. you said. Yeah. It's true. And I think that with with us working together and a lot of us working together for a number of years now that we all understand each other. You can see when someone's having a bad day, they're like, okay, give her some space. Yeah. Or and rally together anyone, to make that right? person feel, feel better. So yeah. for us, I think we're also a really humble group that um, we always joke that during the week or when there's not an event that um, everyone has their head down, they're working, they're getting shit done. Yeah. And you just get stuff done and you collaborate and you work together and you keep each other accountable, which is important. That's the best. This past summer, you guys put together the, the Hacienda Market Series, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. It was like a picnic. So cool. Style uh, hosted party where you got a basket, you got a uh, chopping block or a... Uh, you bring your own basket. No, you don't. What? You could. Oh, really? Oh, okay. See, I was inspired to go because I was like, I have a picnic basket. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. I don't want to correct you. Tim, keep going. No, I I mean, we provided some because not everyone has beautiful picnic baskets. A lot of people had these really elaborate baskets that they brought, which was so amazing to see that you're like, what do you use this basket for other than literally this moment? Like maybe, yeah, we plan this event so you could bring your really beautiful picnic baskets and have a really amazing charcuterie platter and wine and drink and hang out and listen to live music, which was the most flawless concept. I think honestly, I absolutely love it. I think it's a really great opportunity for people to see the property and experience it, how it's sort of intended to be Mm -hmm. right. Just a beautiful relaxing it was a very european vibe right like when you think about people sitting in fields in europe just like grabbing a baguette drinking their wine just after work living life it was also 
it wasn't something that was led by anyone other than the staff. Like it was a in-house idea not brought to you from an outside vendor. Mm-hmm. So how did that come to be, knowing how busy you guys are, we how did you get that done? We just wanted to plan an event that we wanted to attend. Okay. So something that we had an interest in but also as our team grows we wanted the ability for our team to come back and enjoy the space too Mm. right and walk through the grounds no itinerary no floor plan yeah Yeah. and do what you was pretty much so refreshing for you because you guys must make a million itineraries and a million floor plans for sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so it was nice and it was also interesting when people were walking in and guests were coming into the building that well what do we do like whatever you want yeah. We ha- eat all the cheese, none of the cheese, all of the meat, drink the wine. Have We had specialty coffee and you want to sit inside, outside, you want to stand, you want to sit, yeah. do whatever you would like. You had to give a little bit of insight. We did have mm-hmm. a little map of the space, uh, just kind of uh, like a pictograph that showed um, the pond. Yeah, and, yeah, of where you could go, but it was truly just communicating. You can do whatever you'd like. You can be inside you can go into the gardens into the um the hacienda market garden and wander through there um speak to the uh the gardeners get some produce it was yeah it was really relaxing it was also really great to support a lot of the musicians that we hear throughout uh the events so for us to pick some of our favorite we have so many favorite musicians but it was nice to have them come back and play and uh for the staff and for our team to really relax and have a glass of wine and hang out just to go back to what you're saying about like we don't tell people like what you have to do there's no set itinerary there's no timeline in such a like go 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 fast paced like to-do list scheduled down to the minute kind of timeline world that we currently live in did did you find that it was it took people a minute like did it take them a couple of weeks to get into that did people come back and be like okay now I'm relax. gonna I'm yeah. gonna relax this time. It did, but for the most part, like as soon as you have your glass of wine in your hand, you're good to go. <laughs> you're right. You're like, you're all right. right. And you're like, and here the space I am. Is yeah. Very is very um, intuitive. Like you really, mm-hmm. once you're there, I hope everybody listening goes at some point if they haven't been. But once you're there, you're like, huh, yeah, I can just relax here. Yeah, sure. So. I hope you guys do it again next year. And it's it just so nice great. to see people and how they act in a interesting or an unfamiliar element too. Uh, and then see them at the end of the night once they um, got their bearings and they walk through and they're hanging out and having a picnic on the front lawn. It was pretty, it was cool. And it was nice to see a lot of our vendors. Tim came, yeah. 586 they came. And so, so it was fun. neat to see um, everyone else that when you're in the space and you're working to a really tight itinerary of cocktails and then dinner and then dancing and then all of the, <laughs> all of the things yeah. and you're running around getting stuff done that yeah. it was nice to have everyone else come back and just like sit and let us kind of take care of you and feed you and bring you all the drinks and it's the best. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of goals and like sort of where things are heading, where like where do you see yourself or where do you see hacienda in the next little bit like what do you guys have lofty goals coming up do you personally have lofty goals coming up i'm not really a like 10-year planner yeah okay so maybe the vision board that's why i enjoy because it's small steps sure and i think sometimes you don't want to bite off more than you can chew and sometimes it yes it is great to have large goals Mm -hmm. and but sometimes life takes you different directions that you don't actually realize or you don't really want to be so set on something when you're so narrow vision to what that goal is that you're not seeing other opportunities so especially in a creative industry personally I don't 
it's just hard for me because I don't actually know what would where I'm going to be in 10 years of course um to predict so on that note not sure <laughs> no that's fair that's I I appreciate I appreciate it's just a realistic a answer yeah right. no I appreciate a solid short-term goal and also in the wedding and event industry we're always looking mm-hmm. years out so it's kind of overwhelming to think a 10-year a almost feels like a 20-year, really, right? For because sure. you're like, I'm locked into this for the next two years. I've already got events booked. There's mm-hmm. already things happening. Like, if anything, day-to-day, you can look and say, okay, well, this didn't go so great. So what would I like to change for essentially two years out? Of we course. can't really change things for next year. No. no, People have signed contracts. They're agreeing that this is happening. and <laughs> They're committed. Yeah, they yeah. know that this building is going to be here exactly the way it is. So you can't say you know what we would like to do? Expand Hacienda and build mm-hmm. a, you know, a third floor or something. You can't do that for two years out. No. <laughs> and for us, we meet every single Tuesday as a team and we correct things on Tuesday or we talk about solutions on Tuesday. So we don't really let things fester or to, sure. to go on too long mm-hmm. that you, and that's the thing with our team is that you, if you have a problem, find a solution, move on because you need to open your mind up to be able to think about all the other things that you have to get done that are important that you need to be really strategically thinking. Mm-hmm. As a team too, that if there's something like the Hacienda Market Series that we wanted to do, just do it, Yeah, right? And I, that's a great aspect of working for a small business is that you have the luxury and the ability to just do things like that. If you feel like doing it, obviously there's a lot of thought and detail and mm-hmm. um discussions that go behind the scenes but it's literally just you do it wow. like your podcast if you thought about it you wouldn't be doing it that's next a fact year. yeah you'd that's be on to your fifth other podcast <laughs> yeah at this point <laughs> yeah no you're right you really do just have to you send a text you do it it, it seems date, to be it. and if it doesn't work you don't do the, it again yeah and it does you do it better be theme in the creative industry though and i think that you're right and it's interesting because you call yourself a small business but you guys have like hundreds of people that work with with and around you all Mm -hmm. the time right but you do still have that very like hungry hustle hard small business mentality even though you have hundreds of people that work with you all the time for sure which is awesome and I feel like every company should try to adopt that that they feel like from the newest employee they can come to you and say hey Leah I have this sweet idea Speaking of multiple uh, <laughs> streams, avenues, streams? Uh, <laughs> Leah, you brought us some very lovely coffee beans that were roasted at the Hacienda. Look yes, I oh, wanted to nice. keep you fueled and caffeinated. That's awesome. Thank you so much. We're very honored. Leah actually reached out to us and said, hey, I heard about this podcast. And we love it. And we want to be your official coffee sponsor. What? And Tim and I were like, zing, we love coffee. Like, we as love much coffee as you coffee. can drink, we will provide you. And I'm challenge like, accepted. I want a challenge yeah. accepted. Great. Tim messaged me this morning and said, I am high on caffeine. Oh and goodness. I was like, we haven't even started the podcast yet, Tim. Just <laughs> you wait. <laughs> so thank you. We're really stoked about that. Um, where can people get this coffee if they want to pick some up themselves? They can purchase it online. You can go into our office at reception. We have uh, bags of coffee that you can purchase as well. And um, home hardware has a <laughs> section there. It. Get yes. out of yeah. town. Right. But it's easier just to purchase it online or right. stop into Hacienda. Then it's a double uh, adventure. You can come in, check out Hacienda, and pick up your coffee. Yes, the yeah. See where it comes from. Company. 
We love it. So, and also then people could see where it's like roasted. Yeah. Right. So when did you say this is roasted? Somebody comes in and roasts this? Dave, our coffee roaster, our jack of all trades, he is the, the one that roasts the coffee for us. So Hacienda, we have our own blend. Okay. And then we roast for a few other businesses that also have their own custom blend oh. as well. So This is the coolest. We don't need our own coffee blend. I was just thinking to myself... I. I'm going, I need my Yet. own coffee blend. Yet. Lindsay's coffee. Lindsay's yeah. coffee blend. No, I'm, I'm quite happy to drink this coffee. I have been given it as a gift from you guys at Christmas and it uh, brings joy to both my body and my brain when it lights up with caffeine. So thank you for this. And he roasts it every Wednesday. So it's very fresh. Very he fresh. He takes it very seriously. I'm really excited and I'm excited to share this with our guests. We're no longer, we're not going to ask them like, what's your favorite coffee? We're going to be like, here's your new favorite you coffee. Yeah. This is what you have now. So I'm excited. Thank you for that. If people want to book with Hacienda, if they want to come in and see the space, do you guys do tours? Can people come and see it? They can. We are there all day, every day, pretty much. (laughs) Weekends are not the greatest just to stop by because we uh, are hosting events and weddings. So... Uh, if you do stop by on the weekend, just act casual and pretend you're a guest at the wedding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't, don't stop don't by. Don't wear white. Yeah. Don't wear white. <laughs> just not wearing white. Um, um, but calling our receptionist. So just call the office or email us, Instagram us, tweet us, all of all of the things. You can get a hold of us and we'd love to have you in. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, My pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having us in your ears. We release a new episode every Tuesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram for episode updates at drink the coffee, do the work.